it's about helping the others. Because always when you try to evolve and help the people around you, that is something amazing. You know, that's practically going to help everyone. You yourself are going to be empowered, happier, and you will feel that indeed God is there for you. Hi there, and welcome to the Shine Your Light with Diana podcast. I am your host, Diana Elena Matei, and this is a sacred, safe space for me, for you, and us all to be our authentic selves, to share our stories while shining our light and reconnect with the oneness. Thank you, thank you, thank you for showing up and keep on shining unapologetically. Hello, dear beautiful souls, and welcome to Shine Your Light with Diana podcast. Today, my special guest is no other than a woman with so many hats and yet no title whatsoever. My fantabulous mom, Roxana Philip. Of course, I have way much more to say about her, but I'm going to resume myself to this only for the time being. So let's all say a warm welcome to her. Welcome and thank you for accepting the invitation to show up in the podcast. I know it was a little bit of um, what am I going to say? What would you like to know? And I know how um, challenging that must be for you sometimes because visibility is not your thing. You like working from the shadows. And um, yeah, thank you if, uh, if you can. Uh, Okay, so thank you for inviting me here. It's an honor. I'm absolutely honored to be here with you. And um, the title of your podcast says a lot. I'm a bit overwhelmed, but I'm not going to show it at all. Uh, you said I'm a woman uh, who wears a lot of hats. Yeah, in a way, because I'm, first of all, a mom. I'm also a granny and, uh, yeah, a teacher and a healer. And maybe there are some others too, but it's, I think it's much more than enough to resume at all these. So, um, well, I would say that just by being a mom, just by being a mom and for those who don't see me actually because you can't see me on a podcast but you might see me on the youtube channel i'm doing the quote sign <laughs> just being a mom it, it only being a mom it actually entails so many hats like you know kind of master chef kind of um, a bit of a doctor a bit of a driver and lots of these hats which i know you've worn throughout my childhood and you keep on doing it even though I'm well almost 33 and I didn't want to reveal that here it comes <laughs> well um, maybe that's also because of the fact that uh, uh, 
you know, your five girls, one boy, one angel, later another boy and another girl came as my grandson and my granddaughter. So yeah, it was a bit challenging having um, seven uh, and later only six children and an angel. Yeah, I may say that it was a challenge. I would actually like to get there because I know for a fact that for me, um, the divorce, it was quite a milestone in our life when your mother and my grandmother um, passed away again it was another milestone which shook the foundations of faith that you have instilled in me as a child and then i remember upon andrew's death which is was your son and was my brother um i disregarded pretty much everything you've ever taught me i just annihilated the faith i had for so long before coming back before starting to shine my own light and i know because it wasn't easy for me i know for you as a mother who's been dealing with all this it mustn't have been easy I, I know it hasn't been easy but i would like for you to share a little bit of these rock bottoms on when you felt like you it, it was your well darkest moment i know you don't like the word of the dark, darkest moments and so but i would love you to share a little bit of that and then how 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 the journey was and how did you manage all those emotions how did you get in control how did you start the healing process because i know you are a healer since birth before birth but um if if you can elaborate a little bit on all of those i would very much appreciate it well first of all i'd like to say uh, something from the very beginning um i think it might seem dark the very moment that you are living it, are passing through it. Otherwise, you may realize that it was something maybe necessary or it was just another step in your journey. And uh, till the end, it's everything about attitude. Um, challenges are at every step you taking your life along this beautiful wonderful gift we have from our god um, but um yes there are challenges there are plenty of them indeed one of the challenges was uh when my mom passed away but before that it was my father's death and before of that it was uh <laughs> my uh, grandma's death. Well, I can say that somehow, I don't know how and why, but uh, I've got a pretty close relationship with this um, angel of death in a way, you know, because there were so many deaths of people that I've loved and still love and have them sheltered in my heart. Um, that somehow 
I know, and I know very well and clear, loud and clear that uh, I had some dialogues with this uh, angel of death, let's call it like this. I, I remember the fact that when my father was very close to his end, um, I simply saw, let's say, this angel. And I told to this uh, fantabulous, as you say, light being, uh, not now, not as long as I am here. And it seemed that somehow it was a bonding between um, he and me, I might say, because indeed my father couldn't pass away as long as I was there. The same was with my mom. But both of them needed me, at least, to be around, to feel me that I'm there with my soul close to them. And somehow uh, my prayers maybe help them to reach the other realm in peace. Whilst for uh, Andrew, your brother, who is now an angel too, maybe right now he's uh, looking at us uh, up from the sky. I'm sure he is. Like, uh, yeah. Um, well, that it was a little bit different because um, it was a moment when um, I gave him birth and uh, it's a pretty interesting and intriguing story, let's say. It was the sound of an owl at the midnight uh, singing there, and I was a bit panicked. It was like, you know, my blood simply stopped circulating into my veins. And um, I had this uh, feeling that uh, it's possible that uh, this little boy is going to leave. And uh, the very at that very moment, I uh, recall that I had uh, um, not beads, they were practically crystals um, in my hand. I had them in my hand and I got there and I put all of them around him. And again, I said the same words that I said to the Archangel of Death when it was about my father. Uh, not now, not here. And it's strange that I almost heard the answer, something like, okay, but it would be even harder later. You know, I uh, definitely forgot all these words. Uh, life got with uh, its ups and downs and everything good and bad. But um, later, when it happened, um, indeed, I, I remembered everything. It was uh, like, I've told you it's going to be harder somehow, but uh, I knew the fact that, in a way, 
he was to live earlier. Uh, I don't know, even from the very beginning, I've, um, I told him and I called him as being an angel. Um, my dear angel, my little angel, you know, you know very well, in fact, all this, but um, it was overwhelming the moment that uh, I started to feel that something is going to happen, that that moment I feared, and uh, somehow I let it back behind me for uh, two years and 10 months. Um, I would also like to mention for um, the listeners, um, because not everybody um, might know the story from your point of view as well. Um, mom was then pregnant with um, our fifth <laughs> child, with, with the fifth child. Uh, we were four at the time and Andrew was the youngest. I was 12 at the time. Um, Anna was 10 and then Nikki was eight. Well, just about those ages. And then Andrew was um, about um, two, nine and so on. So uh, she was pregnant seven months already. And that in itself, I believe it was an absolute miracle despite all the grief and sorrow and i don't know how much anger was but i know there was lots of sadness and um, that little one survived and today he's 20 <laughs> he's going at uni he's very healthy and two more followed afterwards so yes i um, I would also look for you to to go a little bit on 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 the fact that you managed to get out of you like seven watermelons, literally. <laughs> um, and you know, it's like it's like um, an English thing, to be honest. I, I've learned it here, like uh, the watermelon thing. It was a funny thing. I really wanted to say it in a way or another. <laughs> but um, after seven children and one divorce and the second one who actually recently died, it's for me all 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 this. It's um, unbelievable because you managed to have a balance between the family like um how, how how to deal with everyone because we are all so different and yes, with different needs with different demands with different tantrums to throw <laughs> and um at the same time with a husband that you had to deal with in the first marriage and then the second one who um passed away recently and uh, the, he left so much unanswered questions, I would say, and um, also your job. And despite the crisis that has been hitting Romania so hard in 2008 to, to um, between 2008 to 2013, something like that, if I remember correctly, you still managed to make 
the payments, raise the children, go and actually teach children, <laughs> and also take your certifications and do network marketing. And for me, that on its own, it's, it's heroic, to be honest. Um, and I'm not saying this because you're my fantabulous mother. I'm saying this because I know so many women who don't give themselves enough credit for how much they do. They don't embrace the workload that they are doing sometimes on their own yes we are never alone but sometimes there are things that they just keep on piling up on themselves and um, then i don't see the, the way um, they actually reward themselves for that they still don't think they are good enough they still um um, live by the patriarchal system and not the matriarchal one, which was, you know, um, a primordial one from my point of view. And I would also love for you to go a little bit into into this, like how how did you get, how did you manage to balance all that? And um, yes, please, um, you, you you have the floor. <laughs> well. Uh, you dropped the mic and uh, passed me the floor. Yeah. Uh, well, I would say that uh, it wasn't easy indeed. It's always challenging. It isn't easy right now either. I simply tried to do my best. Um, well, doing my best, meaning to balance all these challenges, because there are a lot, and um, yeah, um, maybe it is about the education I received, maybe it is about the fact that uh, um, I wanted to instill also in you some values uh, I inherited from my mother and father, uh, well, they, uh, it's not about just being Christian, which is an honor, but it is about having faith and being aware on the fact that never God let any of his children abandoned. Um, I never liked this idea of being abandoned, of being uh, left aside. Uh, I always try to be myself, not for the others a model but first of all i considered that if i'm going to shape myself in a certain manner and uh, keeping my values and principles this is going to help me and it did you know it's a very simple thing in here trusting yourself it's a matter that you have to win it, to earn it for yourself. How? By believing in you yourself and in your own power. By trying to make yourself always empowered 
by the forces of good. That doesn't mean that there weren't moments, at least, if not periods, when I was, or I felt that this a bit lost, but I didn't want you to see these things. Um, those were for my meditation and prayer time when I talked to God and tried to find answers, to find solutions. Um, I've never been oriented to this part of uh, having pity for myself or um, being completely merciful towards me and saying, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, I, it's so very hard, it's so very difficult. No, I always try to push myself and help the others. Um, I always try to give a hand to persons around me to help them and understand themselves. You know what, on top of that, I do have to mention, um, I did have a few moments <laughs> throughout, uh, well, my teens, I would say, when I got into that rebel stage. <laughs> and uh, I was very annoyed on how much time you would actually spend with the children at school and um, you would support their growth without any judgment just pure compassion and i just felt at a certain point um like oh my gosh she's having so much time for this ones and doesn't have enough for us that's good but not for us yeah pretty, wasn't something like that pretty much and i know that there are children out there who might feel like that <laughs> as well because it, it wasn't only about um not having enough because i've always had enough it's just the way i you saw it, it at the time the way i coped with it especially after that much anger um upon under's death um i was just like always on me i'm the one suffering but at the same time i would not open up either so if possible you know uh, i would have preferred someone to have like uh, well especially <laughs> a, a, like a crystal ball you know and just see what's wrong if there was something wrong but then again i know now i now i know that um uh it was a way for me to grow from it and you allowed that you just held the space for me in such a beautiful way as you held for those children who've been through so much traumas themselves and they wouldn't even realize or acknowledge let alone acknowledge that you know uh, and you help them like so much on uh, on countless occasions, I would say, because they still come after so many years. They they come and visit the high school, and then they want to talk with you, take pictures with you, and then it's such a beautiful, empowering feeling. So that on its own, um, I would say it's. A hero's journey and the compassion that you showed towards everyone sometimes what not was not reflected towards you because from me i know for a fact uh, you had lots of compassion but not not to that level 
that you probably should have had. Um, for me, it was more like, I wish you would have had more time for us than them. At the same time, the moment I left in Denmark um, to study, I know it was all so different. And I've seen it with different eyes. And I, th I think that was the first time when I hit one of my um, rock bottoms again. <laughs> and uh, I know I called you and told you about it, but I literally had to reach that state which I never thought I will, because I have always had so much respect for you. I have respect for you more than anything. But I would still, as you said, not share with you my feelings. And I feel like somehow um, I used to have the mindset of there is no, not that there is no point, it's more like, I didn't want to worry you. I didn't want to worry anyone. There was no point that they could help me and so on and so forth. So it was that self-sacrificing, like the martyr mindset, which somehow, to be honest, mom, I really believe that I got from you. And <laughs> it's been quite, <laughs> quite, quite a journey. So if you could also talk a little bit about uh, that. And I know I heard something in there because I can't see you anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems that my camera somehow uh, doesn't want to see me any longer. I don't know why, but um, I'm still here. I'm listening to you and I'm going to answer to you. Um, no matter if uh, this... Um, my this dearest uh, computer laptop whatever <laughs> in here is going to function or not and uh, allow me to uh, be seen but if not there is no problem i'm still here with you well Let's that's for the youtube channel <laughs> i'm always with you you know that that i know with each and every of you um well um it's a, a matter of sharing, if you want to. You know, uh, it was the that, I don't know, if I may say this, it was a kind of mistake or not, or it was a manner of trying to make you a valuable and responsible persons and see and learn from what I was doing and the way I was doing it. Um, because uh, I don't think it's, something I have to share with you as my children uh, each and every time just by telling you do this do that I'm telling you to do this because I'm your mom and that's it and so on no it's always about showing um, the reason for doing that thing it's always about uh, showing the final results it's always about showing the alternatives it's always about trying to have or at least leave this appearance of having choices. Um, I uh, agree a lot with this opinion that always there is a solution. Even in the most desperate, desperate ways, 
circumstances, facts, events, always, always there is a way, believe me. And um, I may say that I, the children I raised and my students are a sound proof of this. Um, to be honest, well, um, you praised me a lot in here and showed me your respect and love, and I do appreciate this. Uh, I'm in a way of, I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing. I'm not going to uh, label it, but I'm quite a modest person in a way. I don't like, doesn't matter how many studies I've got and to empower myself in this manner and Maybe I've got a little bit of that uh, imposter uh, attitude or uh, effect that it is called um, about not being not not about not being good enough or something like that because I know that I'm good I know what I can do um, it is just the way not in order not to show everything to everyone because I'm sure that if people do need me, they are going to find me. Um, yes, I know that maybe this part with uh, making a bit of marketing out of my uh, <laughs> things should be a bit empowered, but uh, well, I'm working on that. And uh, I'm going to see how I'm settling this too, because um, it is not only about healing hearts, healing uh, minds, teaching. It is also about healing bodies. It is also about healing very deep wounds, I would say, uh, from their childhood, from uh, an important, let's call it like this situation, that seem at least unimportant. You know, the most important thing ever is to have faith and courage to say, I am good enough. I can do this. I am not alone. God is there for me. Always he's there for everyone. And also if you try to access the angels, the archangels and all these celestial powers, they are going to answer to you for sure. Uh, there is no way of not happening. Believe me, it's not only about uh, having a certain diet, fasting, uh, I don't know, uh, praying uh, each and every day, each and every second or things like this. Um, but it is about being in your heart at least centered completely and believing that God is there for you in each and every moment and is going to support you no matter what. And if something remains unanswered, that's not I'm not loved, that's not I, I'm not worthy, that is maybe something better is going to come up. Maybe something uh, that is going to empower me more and which is more suitable for me, 
is coming to appear right now, right here, or maybe a bit like later, because you know, God never, but never is late and never has to be hurried. God has his own time. And believe me that no matter what it happens is the idea of waiting, having hope, having faith. It always, always happens like this. Sometimes something which is extremely bad could be in fact the beginning of a shining light, you know? Something that it looks amazing and it's wonderful and it suits you because uh, it comforts you. You are there um, in the, at your highest level in the best comfort, you feel amazing, but sometimes, you know, you may become lazy and forget your own principles, your own morals, your own ethics. So that's why at a certain moment, you should be shaken a little bit, at least from time to time, to remember all these things and not to forget that you are a human being that you are a child of the God and uh, you can do everything. But the idea is to do the good things. The never, never is to place only you, egotically, only you on the first place. It's about helping the others. Because always when you try to evolve and help the people around you, that is something amazing. You know, that's practically going to help everyone. You yourself are going to be empowered, happier, and you will feel that indeed God is there for you. And in the same time, there is the fact that the people around you look a lot happier, a lot empowered. They feel your energy. They feel your words. They understand what you're saying. They do that and they indeed understand why God's word is so very important. You know, there are so many types of uh, techniques uh, um, and strategies and uh, different ways of alternative medicine and things like this. You know very well that uh, in the very beginning, I wanted to become a, a doctor. And uh, well, yes, it was a normal, a normal doctor. I'm sure that you also would uh, have liked to get uh, in this point because I feel... Uh, <laughs> what was a like. moment about genetics <laughs> i had that i had that, that path and then i had the path for uh, pitching and yes i was a tutor for a while so yes i i, I got quite a few things from you <laughs> Could be okay of so you know uh, the idea is that i wanted to be a doctor but i became a teacher and uh, being a teacher is still being a healer 
because you know the words can hurt or can heal the words can rise or put you down the moment that you press the button of fear nothing around you is going to grow but the moment that you pour love all over around you everything is going to grow and shine and you feel the joy and there is an immense satisfaction to see all of these things you know and uh, that's maybe why uh, i kept my interest in medicine and um well along the time i've studied a lot this is my nature it seems <laughs> to study a lot and uh, in a way i pass this to all of you but mainly to you <laughs> a lot of courses and a lot of books and reading and writing and reading and writing and well learning More reading and, and writing <laughs> and uh, yes learning and teaching and applying everything so yes um, at a certain moment i started to read a lot more from what it appeared, not only the orthodox books, not only what it was about angels, not only about, it was about uh, the quantum touch, it was about uh, the journey, it was about theta healing, theta healing, so I'm a lot of things. And uh, well, all of this empowered me and brought me to a uh, very normal and natural conclusion. The fact that the medicine should in fact get all of these together because the energetical medicine, the quantum touch, um, that part with the theta, theta and uh, neurology and uh, um, NLP and so many other things like this practically seems to be um, different uh, parts, different aspects of the same thing, healing a person. You know, even teaching is a, in a way healing a person because we come here on this earth in order to heal ourselves and those around us. And it's a matter of trying to do our best and understand all these things. Uh, in my opinion, nothing is random. It seems to be random, but nothing is random because everything is related to everything. And everyone is related to everyone. You know, it's a matter of respect. It's something that Maybe some people are going to see, say uh, that this is a kind of new age thinking or I don't know, uh, um, other type of thinking from other patterns belonging to different religions. Well, I'm because going to we're tell all you different. in fact, the greatest religions, the main religions have got practically the same uh, uh, basis and uh, the same fundament. Maybe there are some small differences in applying in rituals in some of the things, but what's very important, the main things 
are always the same. Uh, the history of religion shows that clearly. Um, never, for example, a Christian is thought to um, disregard or to, to um, look down to another person from a different religion. And I don't think that any kind of religion do really uh, does really do that to that I mean is this so... is the fundament of being a human being you know and being a human being is finding what is valuable in each and every person no matter the color of the skin no matter the ideas no matter I don't know the height the, the weight the anything like anything this at all yes yes that is so 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 very true and so 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 very well said and oh my gosh and again, I, would... I would say that this in fact is related again to the same pushing one of the two buttons the fear button or the love button the moment that we do not understand each other the moment that we fear the rest definitely it's the wrong button it's the fear button the moment that we press the love button we can understand each other we can build each other uh, there can is you... no problem actually because i really love this this analogy of um the fear and love button because in the end the, these are the main um energies uh, in the universe you, we either come from a place of love or we come from a place of fear but then there are so like so many more emotions that are identified and over four thousand feelings that um, have been identified as well beneath the emotions so how how would you know when a person is coming from a place of love and how would you know when a person comes from a place of fear I would really love your input on that one. How would you know that? And how would you help or support those persons farther, be it fear, be it love? Well, to be honest, this is quite a, a very good question. It's almost the same thing like, uh, you know, is uh, asking uh, how do you know that there are the good angels or the bad angels uh, are they the light angels or the fallen ones let's not forget that the main source is the same till the end and um, that's why it is very important what we do with our own lives if we are going to live in fear or live, we are going to live in love. Um, to know the moment, to, to understand where a person comes from, it's more than enough to look at their attitudes, their words, the way they talk, the way they express themselves. When someone is always uh, arguing, always wants to be right, I don't know, this is not uh, mainly a place of fear, but somewhere where 
fear functions because ego is in there a lot. You know, the moment that there is a huge ego of the person, always the ego tells us that uh, what we exactly we should do, how exactly we should do, um, following certain patterns, because that is the part of thinking, but just thinking. It's a cold thinking, you know? It's an egotical thinking. The moment that you bring your brains, your mind, uh, definitely not uh, <laughs> in uh, this very direct way, metaphorically speaking, of course. Uh, so the moment that you put your mind into your heart and you send it into your heart, then you are going to see the part of your divine side. That is when, in fact, any kind of being is, let's say, good. <laughs> it's the light part. It's exactly what that person at that very moment really needs, really has to do is not at all judgmental. It's not anyhow imposing um, is her own vision by force. Um, it's not trying to convince you this is what exactly you're going to do. Otherwise you're going to be wrong and do bad things. This is again another very sensitive point you know because some people do not understand that they should not force others to awake maybe there is not their time maybe there is not their moment be patient leave them space and time even if sometimes uh, we say there is no time left now and here, it has to be like this, otherwise it is not okay. Well, take a bit of distance at that very moment and you'll see that time is endless. So beautiful said, uh, so beautifully said, like absolutely beautiful because I feel this is how you actually dealt with me personally. I know like you, you dealt differently with my other sisters and uh, my brother, but it was like you literally allowed me to to be in my rage, to feel my emotions, and even though I hid them in my mind very very well, you still managed to to, to find a way to make me show up from a place of fear first, so I can actually do my spiritual journey take my spiritual journey towards um love and come from a place of love because we all come from a place of love uh, we were born out of love so um i actually can stay here forever with you to be honest <laughs> um but i would like to hear how would you say in one word, how would you describe your rock bottom? When you reach your rock bottom, how would you describe that in one word? 
To be honest, I I would say that there were so many challenges in my life. But, um, you know, I never considered that moment being the end of my journey. The place where I had to just kneel um, and start crying and do nothing else but waiting to die. I, I can't say that because I understand that you what you're asking me is mostly about the hardest moment, emotionally speaking, in my entire life. You know, there were yes. so many. I know. If you there would were be so many. to pick For one example, of them. Uh, you already have mentioned all of them. It was about my grandma. It was about my parents. It was about my son. It was about uh, the divorces I, uh, I got through. It was about my house at a certain moment. It was about my children having their own challenges. Because, you know, um, even if you try as a human being in order to evolve, to detach uh, from your children as a mother, you are always there for them and related to them being detached by your child doesn't mean not to feel compassion not to be worried not to have faith that things are going to align but you suffer if you choose that of course with your children and it's absolutely normal i mean it's it's much more than normal it's something that it has to happen in order to understand and settle things no, uh, by the way, I wanted to, to point on this a, a little bit more. Um, there are people who consider that having a positive attitude uh, always is the best thing and never say what is wrong to you or <laughs> yeah. that you really don't like a certain thing is the best uh, approach or no, it's not like this. And uh, also, it's not like this while raising children or educating <laughs> students. You have to say when things are not okay. Well, to be honest, I've heard you. You did this, you did that. I've heard you, but you know, I can't agree with that. Or I simply don't like the way you put the things i consider or from my perspective or uh you know maybe you feel frustrated right now i feel sorry for you but you have to pass through this so that you can understand and see the difference and be aware of your own feelings and of the consequences of your deeds there are things where we should allow persons around us to grow. For a long period of time, um, sometimes I also uh, uh, fell in this trap, even with my own children or with my students. 
And in the very beginning, I was quite very much more than comforting, let's say, and understanding. But at the moment, I've seen that some of them got the idea, the wrong idea of the fact that the, there is no problem if they do not do certain things or if they do not pass through certain things. Um, they do not experiment. They do not uh, uh, see what the impact and the consequences of their deeds, thoughts, uh, words, and so on are. So when that happened, I uh, stated very clearly the fact that, well, this is not what I meant. It was the space and the time I left you in order to understand things better. But if you choose to turn these into your own comfort zone and do nothing, well, that's up to you. It means that you don't want to understand, you don't want to grow, maybe it's not your moment, but then you have to find out that there are consequences. And there are. That's not about not being uh, um, a person who can forgive or who cannot understand. Well, it depends. There are so many nuances in this, you know, but still, there are so many facts when people consider that having a positive attitude is the key always having a positive attitude, not showing your frustration, not leaving your frustration, not leaving the, your sadness, uh, not leaving your uh, fury or anger, your, no, that's wrong. That's that a wrong so true. Thing. I really, really All really the people should that. leave their feelings, yes, comforting them at a certain moment when they really do need that and choosing the appropriate words is very important indeed and necessary but also any person should understand that there is not necessary to avoid um, let's call them bad feelings or challenging feelings because under these there are the good ones waiting for you to discover them and to leave them. But first of all, you, can, you have to be aware of how far you can go into your depression, into your, uh, I don't know, uh, frustration, anger, uh, sadness, uh, tiredness, and everything like this. So all of these all of them have to be lived. But again, pay attention, don't be excessive. It's not going to the bottom of them and remain there. It's about being there, living it, accept it. It was your state of mind, your state of heart. It was your event it was your challenge okay what's the lesson behind that what's in my package under all these crust you know and i love it i absolutely love it get this 
you reach to something that maybe you never dreamt about. You've that never thought that you could find such a beautiful treasure under all this mess. That is so true. So uh, true. And most of the time, I would even say that you literally have to, um, well, that's what I'm working with as well. Like you have to do your shadow work in order to shine your light. And that's that's actually how the idea of um, this podcast came. Uh, it was always about uncovering your true essence in the in the deeper in the in, in the depth of your shadows because that is the aspect that we don't really go through as you said like so many people choose to be positive but then that positivity actually um masks so much anger so much disappointment so much so, so many low vibration um um energies um I know that for a fact. I used I used to be like that in uh, in my uh, I I was well bitter in my teens, and as I went along, I only focused on the positivity rather than you know um, doing my own shadow work. Um, so the moment I started doing that, I realized its importance. I realized that this is one of the things I want to do, and uh, I absolutely loved that you pointed that out because I feel like there is a pandemic of depression out there that most of the time is masked as positivity unfortunately you just don't know um what to expect and how to expect sometimes because you see that person oh my gosh you are so positive everything happens so good for you in such a beautiful way and you know but you actually don't know the story behind it because you don't really want to know it most of the time you you just take it for granted. I'm I'm looking at so many so many profiles uh, pretending to be what they want to be, but not doing the work on actually achieving what they want to 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 become. Because uh, you see, people generally love wearing masks. It's like a carnival. Oh. This person said that, hmm, I should wear the happiness mask. The other one said, oh, I'm so very sad. I'm so mad because of, I don't know what, I feel disappointed and so on and so on and so on. But where is your true self? You know, this is the most important thing everyone should learn. To understand that by living the lowest emotions, practically you allow yourself to rise your vibration, to understand yourself, to see the causes of what is keeping you down and to free yourself and go and shine, you know, uh, because when a person, when does a person shine? when it is when? at peace with herself or himself, this is that moment when it is uh, the authentic you. It's not something like, I don't know, uh, 
just behave like this because I was taught like that, but I don't like it. I don't feel like that. I have to smile and say, yes, it's great. I love it. Wow, how wonderful. No, I really dislike that thing. I really you don't have to be rude, definitely, but you have to choose your way of expressing. Why not? Even in a funny way, why not? You may say at least for, hmm, that's quite nice from others' perspective, not from mine. I would say it's rather, I don't know, something like that. I mean, it's, it hasn't got to be acid or uh, impolite or... I don't know, somehow, <laughs> but it's just about trying. Being truthful, being truthful. I think that that's the most important. Exactly, your emotions and your thoughts and your yes. authentic you. Um, but you know, this is the problem because always, and this is another point in here, I would like to uh, enlighten a little bit is that part of uh, people having so many expectations. Generally, we do not behave in a certain way because it's not allowed, because others expect us from being like this and like that. Don't get me wrong, it's not about to be a responsible person. It's not about not being an authentic person. It's not about but it's also, it is about all of this, definitely. But it is also about fulfilling, first of all, your own expectations, keeping your own values up, your own principles. And then if they somehow get on the same line, the other's expectations. Um, and I'm going to give you a very... <laughs> Somehow, funny example if you want to. Um, please do because we'll have to wrap was, it up. Uh, sorry, please do because uh, anyway, we'll have to wrap it up sometime soon, otherwise, we are going to stay here forever. <laughs> okay, uh, this uh, I promise is going to be very short. So, it was like this I was uh, making coffee for not only for me but for some other colleagues. And at a certain moment, uh, some uh, of them were asking me about making coffee. Uh, and it wasn't just like, um, you know, it was their expectations. They, they, they felt that need of me being there and making their coffee. You know, <laughs> it's, it's a funny thing somehow, because at the moment when a person gets a certain job um, and uh, simply, fulfills it for a period of time when that person doesn't do it any longer or has got a pause from doing that because uh, has got uh, something else to do, other interests out or things like this. Well, others feel somehow offended. Well, you didn't do that thing. You didn't make the coffee anymore. Why not? Are you so mad on us? What it happened? Isn't it any coffee uh, left in there? Isn't it, you know? But soon I uh, realized the fact it wasn't only about 
the part of expectation, it's more about me being a kind of mother uh, for everything and everyone around me, no matter if it's a being or a thing. Um, yeah, I have to, to work a little bit on this. <laughs> You, you, you do have a nurturing energy around you and I'm not saying this because you're my mom, but I'm saying this actually as a feedback from pretty much everyone I know, including my own friends and you very well know that. So yes, um, thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing all those with, with, with us. That, that, that's, that's going to be a blast, I'm, I know. Um, for those who don't know you, it's going to be what? And for those who know you and didn't know all this, they are going to be like, oh my God. And uh, it's always that moment when we put ourselves out there, which I know you've always did so much good from the shadows. Whenever you did something, you never expected recognition or, you know, like a pancake saying like, oh my gosh, she did this, she did that, that's so fantabulous, but actually, guess what? She did it and you didn't even know about it after a while, so. Um, I am very, very, very grateful for you uh, being here today, sharing with us all this, and um, you still have not um, said, you, you have not summed up rock bottom in one word. I'm just curious how would you sum up the rock bottom in one word for you if you wouldn't if you wouldn't call it rock bottom how would you call it life sorry just life 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 <laughs> it's simply life because you know life doesn't bring only good things life also brings challenges, a lot of challenges. And it is a wrong perspective to see happiness as something never ending, uh, when in fact happiness is with us each and every moment, but sometimes we are not aware of it. We say we are unhappy for meaningless things, um, and I don't think maybe some people expect happiness to be, I don't know, a, a place or a moment or a life of um, comfort, of doing uh, nothing, maybe, <laughs> except uh, eating, uh, drinking, sleeping, partying, uh, reading, uh, doing their best things, not having to work. But newsflash, the idea is not working. It's not a good thing because, first of all, you can call work, even that part of reading a book or trying to share some thoughts, some ideas, some emotions with the people around you. That also could be called work at a certain moment in under certain circumstances, you know? So, well, it depends a lot on uh, us, how we define happiness. For me, happiness is being uh, 
at peace with myself. And the moment that you are at peace with yourself, that means being at peace with God and everything around you. I think this is the most important thing. Just one. At least from my perspective. It's, it's, uh, it's absolutely beautiful. The way you summed it up, the way you said it, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, beautiful soul, for being here with us, sharing the same space with me and um, for sharing all this. Um, before um, I let you go, I know that there are people who are going to resonate with your stories. How could they connect with you? My Facebook. I think this is going to be the easiest way or, well, my WhatsApp. <laughs> but I think the Facebook is going to be the, the best. That would be uh, Roxana Philip on Facebook, yes? Yes. I'm going to add it in the description um, anyway, guys, so no worries about it. Um, I know your website is um, still in making. So it's going to take a bit uh, longer since now you finally decided to come out <laughs> and do the, the shadows because you said that part with the shadows and I feel somehow um, I ruined the surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, let's define these shadows. Uh, uh, the idea is about these shadows. Um, Maybe I misunderstood modesty, let's call it like this, not wanting to be so very visible, um, doing things uh, in order to support people, but not always being known. Well, it depends. Sometimes I let my light shine <laughs> upon people. Practically, I let it, uh, you know, it's a tap in there and I try to access it and <laughs> yeah let it pour some from time to time at least you know from my wisdom and things like this i'm a little bit okay. ironical on myself because you know generally um well um i think that uh, being yourself sharing things with other people uh, do not place you on um, an altar or uh, it's not necessary to have your own shrine to be worshipped or things like this. It's, it's, a, it's a normal matter for me, you know? Thank you. That's fab. I love it. Thank you for sharing this. Thank you for being here. And for everyone listening, Thank you, thank you, thank you. You have heard fragments of Roxana Philip's life. The way she um, came from her hardest moment in, moments in her life to the way she is now and she's continuing to grow and shine her light. So thank you, beautiful soul. And well, for everyone else, we are going to see each other on a solo episode soon.
Remember, the healing process is a lifelong progress. You are unique, and so is your story. Shine your light unapologetically.